Achieving peak success doesn't require more of us. It demands less, but the right kind of less. Welcome to the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Hey, elite leaders, let's talk high leverage psychology. Today's episode is a milestone for me and the podcast. Episode 300. On one hand, 300 is just a number. On the other, the psychology of how I think about getting here makes all the difference. Celebrating the weekly work, the actions and effort I put in to get here isn't a small thing. It's these moments and the psychology behind them that keep me going every step along the way. So thank you for joining my 300th episode extravaganza, which mostly means I'm taking a well-deserved moment to celebrate and doing a happy dance in my own mind. Now, let's get to the psychology. Today, I'm unlocking a little secret that the most successful people on the planet use to surpass their biggest goals, set world records, and make record-shattering profit. It's surprisingly simple and profoundly effective. Peak success is not on the other side of doing more, but by focusing on less. Today, I'm talking about two kinds of less that help you accomplish more. First, focusing on fewer things that have outsized impact. Second, breaking down goals into small steps. Let's dive in. I want to start by talking about the mirage of more. What's the mirage of more? We're immersed in a world that bombards us with messages to chase after more. Newer and bigger is better. Set more and bigger goals. Take more action. Do more things. And then, of course, spend more money. Buy more stuff. What if all of that is an illusion? Just like chasing an oasis in a desert only to find that it's a mirage. That's the pursuit of more for many entrepreneurs and executives. Endless projects, goals, initiatives, strategies, and tactics. Newer, bigger, more. It's like a mix of shiny object syndrome, the Pareto principle, and Price's law, all rolled into one. Let's take a moment to really break that down. Shiny object syndrome is chasing after one opportunity or strategy after another. 
starting but not staying focused on any one of them for very long. It causes entrepreneurs and leaders to split their attention, focus on more things, but get less done in any one of them. Imagine someone wanted to be a world-class musician, but instead of picking up one instrument and going all in, they pick one up and practice it for a few days or weeks. Then they get bored or frustrated. And instead of staying with it, they switch instruments over and over and over again. The Pareto Principle, also known as the 80-20 rule, says that 80% of the outputs are a result of 20% of the inputs. In other words, 20% of the things we do create 80% of the success we have. It's not a hard and fast rule, but the major point is that there are a few things that have the biggest impact on moving the needle. You know, for a business that's just starting, it's not the brand colors, the website font that have the biggest effect on the bottom line of the business. It's getting your ideal customers to know about you, to become curious about your offerings whether that's a product or service, and helping them see how you can help them achieve what they want. That's lead generation and sales in a nutshell. Of course, as a company grows, they can focus on their brand and all of its elements, the logo, colors, fonts, and everything else. They can use that to become more memorable, to attract more of the right kinds of clients, and to give them a way to share and spread the word even more. All of which is down the line. Price's law is a bit different. It says that half of the work is done by the square root of the total number of people doing the work. So let's make that a little bit more understandable. In a small team, that might be three of the nine that get half of the work done. But even in a slightly bigger company, like one with 25 people, then five people are getting 50% of the work done. As Jordan Peterson said, as your company grows, incompetence grows exponentially and competence grows linearly. In other words, the vast majority of people don't continually grow and learn and keep up. They're not all highly ambitious, highly driven, high performers. There's a percentage who are, but that percentage overall is actually substantially smaller. And those are the people who do the lion's share of work. So a small number of people will grow with the company and the rest will find that the company has outgrown them. And the longer they stay, the more they hold the company back. It's the same for an entire industry. In a huge sector like publishing, it means that a tiny number of authors sell the lion's share of books. Looking at Stephen King and J.K. Rowling, who have together sold over 750 million books, it's really easy to see that there are a small number of people who sell an outsized, a disproportionately large percentage of all the books that are sold. Just a few out of hundreds of thousands of authors sell a much larger percentage of those books. We're seeing that right now with AI. The sector is growing massively both in terms of the arms-like race to upgrade AI models and all the hardware stuff that comes with that, that's kind of underlying or behind it, and in terms of the businesses that are based on using or helping other businesses use AI. A small number of companies have the vast majority of users. A small number of companies have the competency to really keep up, and already some are struggling and getting left behind. 
So how do these three, shiny object syndrome, the 80-20 principle, and Price's law all fit together? By highlighting the importance of two kinds of less. Number one, doing fewer things. Focusing on those few things that have the biggest impact. And number two, by breaking those small number of things down into even smaller increments. We'll talk about that in a little bit. When we try to do more things, what we end up doing is splitting our attention and focus. Imagine someone wants to be a gold medalist, but instead of choosing one sport, like sprinting, swimming, or ice skating, they try to choose all three. Now, just to give us a little bit of perspective, even inside of each of those sports, there are multiple categories. And so the only way to pursue them all is to split their time and focus, which means that everyone else who only picks one, one sport, and even one category inside of that sport, ends up having a competitive advantage over someone who tries to choose two or more. Google became a behemoth by focusing on making information easier to access and higher quality. Google's built on the back of search. Amazon did the same thing by streamlining the logistics to get people the products they want faster. And they started in a very niche place with books. They each focused on one thing that created a hockey stick curve for their company's growth and ability to scale. Here's a pro tip. You can expand. You can scale. Once one area is mastered and running smoothly, like on autopilot, expanding too soon overloads the system, splitting resources, crippling productivity, and ruining the end result. And that's both inside of each person as an individual and in a group like a company or organization. More on this later. Google and Amazon learned and executed this with a singular focus, along with many other unicorn companies. They were also some of the earlier companies to pave the path for making small, incremental improvements. And that touches on the second kind of less. If you've ever spoken with someone who tried putting their focus into being an award-winning artist, world record lifter, world-class violinist, and elite CEO all at once, you felt the skepticism in your own body. Or if you've ever watched a beginner strut up to the mic and try to do a two-hour comedy special, only to bomb and watch the entire crowd cringe, boo, or leave. You'll know what we're talking about here. Award-winning comedians build their comedy routines slowly, incrementally, Almost painstakingly, they test tons of material, keep the best, throw everything else out, do it again, tweak everything, testing over and over. And then they string all their best bits together. And voila, the two-hour special that almost made me crack a rib. But somehow we can be blind to the way that we split our own attention to many ways. Hey guys, so thrilled you're here. No ads, no fluff, just a heart-to-heart journey towards a better self. If you want to keep getting every episode as soon as it goes live, hit the subscribe button. It's two seconds and just one click to fuel your growth. 
Subscribing brings more clarity, not just for you, but to other people just like you who push themselves to be better. So let's help more people listen so they can learn, grow, and live better. Let's create a world full of insight, clarity, drive, and growth, one action at a time. The desire for more products or features, more strategies, and more effort often makes it harder to accomplish goals. Every new goal, strategy, and initiative is another promise to yourself, your company, or your clients. The weight of adding more and more accumulates until it's impossible to fulfill them all, which is when half measures happen and the ball gets dropped. It can lead to failing yourself your executive team, your board and investors, or your customers. All those expectations you set and struggle to fulfill on. It's impossible to do everything for everyone all at once, all by yourself. It leads to broken promises. And broken promises kill momentum. Here's how. Every goal set that we don't follow through on is like a seed planted but never watered. And if that's a customer, they're going to go and spread the word that they're not getting what they need from us. And that's going to make it harder to get more customers, more clients. It's much easier to start a garden with one plant than to pick 17 types of plants that each need different care to grow and thrive. When we get overloaded or overwhelmed, our brain screams at us that it's too much and we need to set it down which can lead to avoidance and distraction. Unfortunately, setting it down or putting in less effort is a relief, which can reinforce the decision to put less into everything. And that can create a cycle that goes like this. Number one, add a new goal or strategy. Number two, put in more effort trying to move the needle forward. Number three, more expectations create more pressure and overwhelm. Number four, Reduce the effort, dropping things, and then feel relief. Number five, which rewards avoidance over focused action. Rinse and repeat. I call that the tale of lost trust. Why the tale of lost trust? Because the cycle erodes self-trust, making the next set of goals harder to achieve. It also creates the expectation that every step forward means becoming overloaded with more burdens, more goals, more, more, more. Worse still, we can be critical or judgmental of ourselves, assuming we're terrible at it. I get it. I've lived through it myself. Nowadays, I go to bed early and wake up around 5 a.m. I absolutely love it because I get to focus on taking care of myself in the morning. And that is time that I absolutely treasure and really resources me. I exercise, take a sunrise walk, listen to an audiobook to learn something useful, reflect on my progress, and intentionally set today's action items. My God, does that really set me up to perform my best every day? But it wasn't always that way. For a stretch of a few years, I completely fell off my morning routine, all after getting sick for a couple of days pressing snooze on my morning alarm day after day. How did that happen? I felt like my morning was more and more work to get through. 
I kept mentally telling myself I needed the rest and then I'll get up early tomorrow while ignoring all the reminders and reasons for getting consistent sleep and waking up early, as if I completely forgot my why. I do those things to resource myself for peak performance. I mean, talk about falling off the horse. It took a while to uncover the sneaky psychology that knocked me off my peak performance and made success a huge uphill battle that I hardly had a chance of achieving. It's not that I stopped caring, lost my motivation, or being sick ruined my momentum. There's a psychological principle at play. I had accidentally been rewarding myself for staying up late and snoozing in bed, to my detriment. The collapse of my high-performance morning wasn't just about losing a habit. It was a lesson in self-trust and the consequences of rewarding avoidance. Each time I chose the immediate comfort of extra sleep or evening leisure, I was reinforcing a cycle of breaking promises to myself. This pattern didn't just undermine my routine, it eroded my confidence in my ability to commit and follow through on my goals. And then my brain expected that things were going to get harder, that I was going to set goals and not accomplish them, and I'd have to push myself harder and harder and harder, and I wasn't going to get that success as quickly as easily. That even made taking the actions harder. Real quick, do you remember the first time an episode resonated with you? Let's give more people that feeling of insight, clarity, and direction. If an insight from today's episode lights up your brain, share it. It takes less than a minute and could light up someone else's day too. It would mean the world to me because all I want to do is help more people unlock their potential, maximize their fulfillment, and make life easier and happier. Shared joy is doubled joy, so let's build momentum and spark more insight and clarity for more people. If you feel like it will, take a moment to share today's podcast. Why do we stray from our path? Because the automatic response to discomfort taking the path of least resistance becomes the roadblock to success. So to change it, we need to rewire the reward system in our brains. Fortunately, it can be a simple three-step process of shifting your perspective. Here's how. Number one, recognize the cycle. Be aware that rewarding avoidance has become a habit. Instead of just letting yourself feel relief, slow down and notice what you think in your mind when you avoid or distract yourself. And I want to highlight that there's a difference between avoiding or distracting and enjoying or taking a break, resting, recharging. So it's really important to understand that difference. Number two, flip your reward system. Reward yourself for taking action that resources you for peak performance. Reward yourself when you take action to move towards your goals. There are two kinds of rewards that work really well here. One is to treat yourself with an external reward. For example, remind yourself and give yourself a leisurely break after a focused work session. The other is thinking and feeling happy, excited, or proud of yourself. Now, I know it might seem odd or tough at first, But watch what pro athletes do whenever they score a point, and you'll see they've made it their mental, emotional, and psychological habit. They use that reward system to keep them going. And it really contributes 
in the long term meaningfully to their peak success. Number three, penalize avoidance. As much as I'm not a fan of self-punishment, you can use the negative feelings and the negative thoughts that show up here. It's not about criticizing yourself or putting yourself down, but reminding yourself that the negative thoughts and emotions want you to accomplish your goals and are showing you when you're off track because that's their job to get you back on track. So recognizing that and not trying to make it go away or ignore it or avoid or distract the negative or uncomfortable thoughts and feelings, but instead seeing them as almost like a discomfort whose job it is to grab your focus and attention and put it on. Here's what you're doing or not doing that's getting in the way so that you can address it and get back on track. Every skyscraper is built by putting one beam and one bolt together at a time. World-class athletes and musicians build their careers one practice and one game or one performance at a time. The same is true for businesses. One product, one employee, one client at a time. It's focusing on the small, impactful steps that allows you to put the most focus on pushing forward. The short version for how to do this is to get clarity, to set up and follow through on one action that feeds a goal. Repeat over and over in a daily march forward and measure in small increments to track growth over results. This process is a testament to the power of simplification, focusing on what's truly important rather than scattering your resources, time, money, energy, and focus too thinly. Every resource we invest in a goal is like butter we're spreading on toast. You can spread it thick on one slice, but try to spread it on five and there's barely any to go around. Achieving peak success doesn't require more of us. It demands less, but the right kind of less. For every ceiling you hit in your profitability, remember your greatest asset is not how much you do, but how effectively you focus on what truly matters. Identifying and committing to your most impactful actions is the key to unlocking sustainable growth and shattering your personal records. So let's take a moment together so you can reflect on the roadblocks to your peak success. What is the one thing that if you focused on it could transform your productivity or your company? What can you do to break it down into tiny increments that you can focus on and measure progress for? How can you rewire your reward system to foster success? The path to outstripping your current goals may just be on the other side of a couple of mindset shifts. Start with a single step. Commit to one actionable goal. It's not about overhauling your entire routine or business overnight. Choose one achievable change that aligns with your ultimate objectives. Getting started and making small, incremental, sustained changes by focusing on one thing at a time is how world-class athletes, musicians, and businesses beat records. And on that note, I'll see you next week. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. 
Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.